Today's reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now by the mildness and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold when away. I beg you that when I come, I may not need to be as bold as I expect toward those who presume that we live according to the flesh. For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience as soon as your obedience is complete. You are looking at outward appearances. If anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, he should remind himself that we belong to Christ just as much as he does. For even if I boast somewhat excessively about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to seem to be trying to frighten you by my letters. For some say his letters are weighty and forceful, but his physical presence is unimpressive and his speaking is of no account. Such people should consider that what we are in our letters when absent, we will be in our actions when present. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they show their ignorance. We, however, will not boast beyond our limits, but only within the field of influence that God has assigned to us, a field that reaches even to you. We are not overstepping our bounds, as if we had not come to you. Indeed, we were the first to reach you with the gospel of Christ. Neither do we boast beyond our limits in the labors of others. But we hope that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you will greatly increase as well, so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Then we will not be boasting in the work already done in another man's territory. Rather, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. This is God's word. Chapters 8 and 9 here in 2 Corinthians were about the collection Paul was coming to receive from the Corinthians. He was concerned, though, that during his visit, some tough love would be required as well. We see that in verses 1 and 2. It is unclear who Paul was expecting to have a confrontation with, but it is clear that he wanted to avoid the confrontation if possible by appealing to his potential opponents by the humility and gentleness of Christ, as he put it in verse 1. If they did not back down, Paul promised to be bold, according to verse 2, in his confrontations with them. That was the opposite of what the Corinthians expected. We see those expectations in verses 10 and 11. In the past, they found Paul's letters to be strong, but his real-life approach to be weak. We see that in verse 10. This time, he promised just the opposite, according to verse 11. Paul was confident that he had the spiritual weapons he needed to win the victory in Corinth for Christ. We see that in verse 4. And what were those weapons? They were argumentation in verse 5 and church discipline in verse 6. When Paul says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, he is speaking of the battle of ideas, the battle of truth claims. When he encountered false teaching, he was more than prepared to defeat their arguments with his own argumentation. He was also capable of subjecting thoughts to the lordship of Jesus Christ. What we see in the first 
six verses of this chapter is that spirituality and clear thinking and communication are not enemies, but partners to the glory of God. Unfortunately, there's a lot of teaching out there that disparages a godly use of the mind and trades it in for something that sounds or feels more spiritual. To Paul, using his mind for the glory of God to rebuke and correct false teaching was a deeply spiritual act. Developing his mind was part of living to the glory of God. So was using it for the good of God's people. I find that a lot of Christians are not readers. We spend little time developing our minds and filling it with great content to be used by God. Some even try to set spirituality against the intellect as if they were enemies. But part of following Christ and maturing in him is learning to control your own thoughts as well as to refute Satan's. In addition to spending daily time with God's Word, be someone who regularly reads in order to become more effective in service for Christ. We have so many tools to help us. We have, of course, the printed Word, but we have audiobooks and stuff as well. If you have a hard time reading the printed Word, try audiobooks. But take time to train your mind in a way that glorifies God and use the intellect God gave you for His glory. If you like these devotionals and you didn't receive it in your email this morning, please go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe and sign up to receive them in your email each day. Also, I'm looking for some financial support. Please go to dailypbj.com slash support if you'd like to help with that. Finally, please share this devotional with other people who might be helped in their spiritual life. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.